Welcome to Wormhole Waffles, a Stargate podcast. Welcome to the Roastathon. This is the podcast where we mercilessly roast terrible shows. I'm your host, the Chelsinator. With me is my co-host, Arzatron. Hello. And recurring guest star, Armand Prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Armand Prime does. Same thing Optimus Prime does. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the answer to that is either, but... <laughs> Me neither. I just know that's a thing. <laughs> okay, so today we're here to talk about episodes 5 through 8 of the half-hour animated show Stargate Infinity. These are episodes entitled Mentor, Hot Water, Phobia, and Can I Keep It? Mentor premiered on October 12th, 2002 was written by Richard Mueller and directed by Will Mugnot. Hot Water premiered October 19th, was written by Francis Moss and Ted Peterson and directed by Will Mugnot again. Phobia premiered October 26th and Can I Keep It on November 2nd. Both were written by Paul Francis and Michel Troyer, directed by Serge Ciceroni, Pascal Gogri, and Bernard Legal. So as a short recap, this show was canceled after one season due to dismal ratings, and um, so far we're okay with that decision for the most part, except for Armand. Armand likes it. It deserves <laughs> a movie. It deserves a comeback special. It deserves it all. <laughs> so as a little bit of a recap, this show follows characters Gus Bonner, Stacy Bonner, Seattle Montoya, I think is her name, Echo, no last name, and Harrison, I don't know if that's his first name or last name. Um, <laughs> R.J. Harrison. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so Harrison's last name, okay. Um, they are trying to protect this alien being who starts out as, like, a little worm, and then, <laughs> and then... What's the word? Hatches into this orange, like half woman, half dragon type creature. And they think that she may be an ancient. And so um, she's being hunted by the enemy, the Tlacon, who are kind of like, how would you like, kind of like almost dinosaur lizard esque design. I realized about halfway through watching the episodes for today that I can't tell any of these aliens apart. <laughs> um, I don't know what that says about me, but they all kind of look like dinosaurs. Okay, but I think that's a fair assessment. They look like dinosaurs. <laughs> so These are like hunchbacked lizards, though, like that's the whole thing. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, so they're this team from the SGC is simultaneously trying to protect this creature that may or may not be an ancient, and her name is Draga, which is kind of racist which we talked about last time and also trying to find a way to prove that Gus Motter did not actually commit a crime that was shown to have happened in episode one oh. so now in these four episodes they're basically just constantly on the run from the Talkon because the Talkon have the ability to track them through the Stargate which is not a thing in the normal show but you know whatever <laughs> so it's 
like a new planet every episode. And don't worry if you haven't had a chance to watch because we are going to summarize heavily. All right. So let's get started with uh, episode number five, Mentor. Who wants to get us started? So I think Shepard sounds like Christian Slater. I almost said Christian Bale. That's not right. Sounds like Christian Slater. <laughs> He's giving me that that vibe, which, you know, I like Christian Slater, but I'm like, I don't trust him. <laughs> okay, so Shepard is a guy who used to work for the SGC and he decided to retire on another planet without actually telling anybody that he was doing so. <laughs> he just up and went to another planet and, and picked it as his own. and Which is not suspicious at all. Right. And basically has become a dictator on this planet. And Bonner's like, I don't know. He's not such a bad guy. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you did commit the crime everybody thinks you committed. <laughs> If we're both sidesing the dictator. <laughs> well, my first thought on this show opener, because it opens with the team discovering that there are some native people who are transporting something and other people of the same race who are about to attack them. And the SGC team is just like, oh, we should stop this ambush. I'm like, okay, but how do you know that the ones doing the ambushing are in the wrong like maybe the ones people transporting something are doing something not supposed to be doing you know mm -hmm. <laughs> why are you assuming arma oh no i was, I was waiting to see because like one of my favorite parts about this show and every episode is the ending because obviously it's done but also you just have this part where the all the characters look right at the screen and you know just say what the moral was yeah and in this episode what kind of struck me a little bit weird was just essentially the lesson in this was you know it's okay to forgive dictators sometimes because <laughs> they were they were way too quick to do that because like, I'm just watching this and you know we, we just see the point where they're already almost done the statue of him that they built in the town mm -hmm. square and you're like how long has this been going on you know how many other people have there been how many other martyrs and you're just looking at this thing it's like what's going on and they just kind of like say, no, it's fine. He's just going to run away because he messed up this one. It's like the power vacuum. Like, I, I don't know. I look into the politics of the show. I look into the physics. I mean, they hit the water at mock speed and he just coughs. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Harrison is <laughs> confirmed superhero. I don't know. It's a crazy <laughs> show. But my favorite part was the fact that they're just like, kids, it's okay to forgive dictators. <laughs> okay. And then cue credits. You told me earlier that you liked the avatar episode oh, did you mean there. this one because there's like a dictator on a planet full of like indigenous aliens we need to forgive or did you mean the well, next one, one is, because it's water Arzu, this one you could say this is avatar one uh not to <laughs> jump ahead but the second one is definitely way of the water okay um, so it wasn't this I'm not one saying yet. i'm not saying that james cameron stole from stargate infinity but i'm heavily i don't know well nobody else has seen this show so he's like <laughs> nobody will catch me <laughs> right. exactly Exactly. <laughs> so on this oh planet, God. this shepherd dude has gotten the locals to build him a fortress, basically, and a statue of himself that is like, what, 300 feet tall, probably? It's really big. He's a giant red flag, both literally and figuratively. Made of yeah. styrofoam, though, because it didn't really leave much of an impact. 
Well, and it falls over really easily. <laughs> a Tlacon shoots it one time in the head, and the entire thing falls over. <laughs> which we could, which I'm sure is just a cartoon budget thing, but which we could read into as being the locals thought so little of him that they made him a statue, but they made him a cheap one. It was hollow. Yes. Yeah. Maybe wow. it's just made out of like clay, like uh, the clay shape with in its hollow inside. And it's like really thin. Yeah, like, you know, like those Beautiful. like Easter bunnies, like the chocolate Easter <laughs> yeah. bunnies that are hollow on the inside. It didn't shatter though. It just it fell over in one piece. So I mean, it's pretty like firm. It's just doesn't weigh very much. Yeah, I'm just trying to account for the height. Like yeah. if it was thick, then and that tall, then it would be heavy. But if it's like thin, right? A gust of wind would have taken it out if I had to check. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, did both of you catch at the beginning, I wrote down humanoid and a half. I feel like that was something they're trying to get onto t-shirts. Like, you know, a kid would repeat it and they could sell a t-shirt that said humanoid and a half. And it would I have don't remember like, that line. Who said that? Oh my god, it was, okay, I have the Probably Harrison. here. Harrison is the racist one. Or, yeah. Oh, and then right afterwards he said not bad for a guy with only two hands. And Oh yeah. That was a that was a line and a half. Harrison is always the most racist one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just this young white dude. He, I was, guess. he was quick to laugh at Shepard's jokes at the table. I don't know if you caught that too. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> he was the first to crack up. I don't know. Well, because he idolizes his white male superiors. You know. I think I know where he was on January 6th. <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he enlisted in Stargate. He had to get off planet. <laughs> he literally said in one episode that he joined Stargate so he could stop thinking. He and I Stargate. was like, uh, about what he did on it? January 6th? <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> I'm like, well, I yeah, I don't think you ever were thinking, but okay. Definitely do not think very much. No, he never has. He's never had a thought. And this shepherd guy who is basically letting himself be treated like a god reminded me of Hansen in the um, Stargate SG-1 episode, The First Commandment. Mm-hmm. Arzu, if you remember that. Which one was The First Commandment? The guy that yes 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 me. yeah the dictator guy yeah mm-hmm. it reminded me of him so it kind of made me wonder if they kind of base this character off of him but um, it always seems like the the girls Stacy and Seattle they're always the ones to like be suspicious of weird men <laughs> which is funny because usually like the the girls would be like the ones who are like, oh, I don't know, like behind or naive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the thesis of the show seems to be that these men are not very bright. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I mean, they're and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that Shepard is working with the Tlacon. I kind of got the idea that the Tlacan probably figured out that Shepard is making these people's, you know, work more efficient and therefore blackmailing Shepard to trade with them. 
And so Shepard is forced to make a deal with the Tlacan in order to keep them off his planet. That's, I mean, it wasn't like spelled out that way, but I kind of got that from context. And so Shepard has made a deal to Tlacan to give them the ancient woman Draga, but he wants them to leave his friends alone. And of course, being the Tlacan, they're like, well, of course we're not. We're going to kill your friends. Duh. Like, we're <laughs> That's cute. You tried, but I like that little boat thing they summoned with like the bracelet. Like they didn't he like wave or something, and then the boat just came. I don't remember that. Me neither. The lizard guy. You don't remember? Oh shit! That's the they're all episode. lizard guys. Oh, that's, that's not this episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the water okay. episode. They all just merged together at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's noise. There's a shootout. There's a lesson. There's a rap theme song. That's all you need. You know, what did stand out what did stand out in this episode to me were the bunk beds. Did you notice how huge the bunk beds were? They were like full size, like normally bunk beds are twin size. These were like full size beds. They were and like big and thick, and they had these little spindly supports that definitely could not <laughs> hold that weight. <laughs> they lived dangerously there. They lived yeah. out in Stargate class. <laughs> which okay was really funny to me they're like stargate classes i'm like but because in the original series they're all just in like the air force right. there aren't like stargate classes right i did find that interesting because it makes it sound like not only in this episode but in further episodes when they kind of continue building on that is that it makes it sound like the stargate classes they're taking basically have a prime directive like star trek because they're like, okay, you know, you go to this new planet, you respect their customs and cultures, you know, you go along with whatever they want you to do. And that's very Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily something that we normally see in Stargate shows. Because, I mean, sometimes they're like, okay, yeah, let's respect their customs. But then they're also like, well, we're also not going to, like, let ourselves get killed. <laughs> and in this show, it's almost like... Well, like we saw in a previous episode that um, Harrison essentially became the property of a woman on another planet. Mm-hmm. And everybody was okay with that. And it's like, okay, there's the a difference. Reason, <laughs> there's a the difference between like, a problem with it is because she was ugly. <laughs> right? And it's like, there's a difference between like following the prime directive and like n- standing up for yourself. Well, we have seen in SG-1 that this prime directive of theirs does not seem to apply when women are getting assaulted Mm -hmm. or sold or kidnapped. They're like, now, now. That's their culture. Yeah. (laughs) Not interfere. (laughs) Unless they're pretty. Daniel. You all all thought I wasn't going to roast Daniel because he's not in this show, but. (laughs) You'll always find a way. I will always find a way. Have uh, have either of you played Mass Effect at all or no? No. Okay, no. there's one character, like the main character in that series, and it's like it's three games, and then they've made a, like a, a remake, and like the main character's name is Commander Shepard, and that was all I was thinking when I was watching this because like, I don't really play the games; I just know of the character, some of the background of the game, but I feel like they, like I don't know, it's too coincidental, you know? Like I feel like the people were inspired by this show and that's what i like to think that they're just like you know what no one knows this show we're gonna just take this name shepherd why not why not it's weird i don't know if anyone listening to this has their crazy theories or how this ties in 
When does the show take place? 2027. 2027? Four years away. Oh my God, we're almost there. So 2168, <laughs> I think, is when Mass Effect takes place. So if you know what happens between then, write some fan fiction. Send it right? over. <laughs> we'll it's time to it. sign up for those Stargate classes if you want to be traveling go. in the next four years. <laughs> so when was Mass Effect made? Was that because this was made in 2002. This was 2002. Let me find out, actually. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm a fan because I don't know anything about Big fan. Effect. Big fan. I know, right? It's awful. Uh, let's see here. I'll jump in with... Okay, there we go. 2007. They had five years. Okay. So they could yeah. have ripped an idea off of Infinity. Bioware, we're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, essentially at the end of this episode, it's like the they all work together to get rid of the Tlacon and except that the, I think they only like they trap the talk the Tlacon in the fortress, but they don't actually get rid of them. And the SGC team is going to leave and Shepard decides that he's gonna leave too. Except the Tlacon are still there. So he's just forcing the locals to deal with it. He's just like... It's their problem now. Okay, bye! <laughs> Don't meet your heroes, right? That was the lesson. Wasn't it like something about like heroes? and the, the, yeah. lesson, the lesson was that our heroes are flawed, but they're still our heroes. Like, and wasn't that like, I'll the go lesson? somewhere where they won't look at me as a hero. I'm like, Dude, you just left a bunch of people to die. What are you? Doing? Nobody here is looking at you as a hero. If you want to just <laughs> stay behind, build a statue. Like, what's wrong with you? And like, it was kind of messy. He's like gloating about the house. He's like, yeah, they're building me a house. It's like, dude, it's a fortress. Yeah, like first it's a fortress. Don't undersell it. <laughs> Second, they're like all stopping and worshiping him, which was weird. Well, yeah, I like that he's was... like underselling it by saying like they're building me a house. But first of all, it's a fortress, so you just look oh worse by gosh. underselling that point. <laughs> And also, they're building you a domicile anyway, which is also not great. I don't know. But he's I the mean, hero. If they were just the building him, if they're just building him like a small hut, that that's fine because maybe he doesn't know how to use the building materials on that plan. But like a fortress, mm, no. And then like just up and leaving because he's like acknowledging like, oh, this I did a bad thing. I shouldn't have acted like their god. So. I'm going to leave and they'll be better off. I'm like, okay, but the enemy is still there and they're probably going to get murdered. So maybe you shouldn't leave just yet. But he's, very, never, like, he's never thinking about other people. Yeah. It was very apocalypse now, though. I, I don't know. Just the whole, like, you know, they find their old friend and he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm you know, I've started a cult and they're all worshiping <laughs> yeah. me and building me a house. Like, I don't know. It's it totally weird. normal. Like, oh, God. Yeah, and Bonner just didn't think it was weird at all. No, it's normal to him. He's like, dude, that's my hero. Like... <laughs> and then Harrison following the footsteps. It's like young white dude looks up to middle-aged white dude looks up to older white dude. And like they think that they can do no wrong. The circle of mediocrity continues. He's, he's, good at, he's good at swimming. Go easy on <laughs> Well, that that leads us into this the second episode, episode six, hot water. So <laughs> they learn the lesson of why they shouldn't be going through the Stargate at mock speed because they immediately go through the Stargate and they're on an island and one of them shoots straight into the water because they're going <laughs> so fast. 
And it's like, yeah, we've been telling you this whole time. Stop <laughs> going through at 60 miles an hour because you don't know they what's on the learn. other side. <laughs> They're idiots. They're idiots. Yeah. And even like when Harrison comes through like flying with his jetpack, I'm like, I mean, you lucked out, buddy, but you that may not always save you. <laughs> oh, I like Harrison. the introduction to all the new action figures. I mean, characters that they were, you know, introducing into the story. Like out of yeah. nowhere, they bring in the two assassins, like Bebop and Rocksteady, and then you know they <laughs> they bring in the whole new like species, you know, Avatar, and then it, it's just this whole. It's just so great. Wasn't it I reminding? It. I don't know if Armin. I know you've seen it, but Chelsea, I don't know if you've seen that Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so it's basically like the history of of toys that were really big in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, and they talk about like He Man. And the way that they needed to keep creating figures to keep the kids' interest. And how they were just the most random things. And that's what this show makes me think of. <laughs> it's like, okay. like, how many action figure play sets can we come up with? Because the kids right. are definitely going to want this at Christmas. Right. Well, cause, yeah, they're meeting a new alien race every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. So, in this episode, since one of their vehicles immediately falls into the ocean because they came roaring through at 60 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> they, they have to work to get it out Not of the ramp, ocean. Just... <laughs> um, <laughs> and they also have to figure out how to get their vehicles that did not go into the ocean from the island to the mainland where the settlement is. And so they like take inflatable rafts and like raft over to the mainland and then build wooden rafts i guess to go back and bring their vehicles over which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because i'm like can like wooden rafts carry your vehicles that probably weigh thousands of pounds because they're like miniature tanks magic (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm just like something's not adding up here the biggest standout for me in this episode, and like the biggest glaring thing that tells me that the show is produced in Canada, is that everything is measured in metric. <laughs> and then I, did, I didn't realize like quite how much I'd gotten used to like TV not measuring in metric, because they're like, oh, it's this many kilometers, and it's that many. I don't know what else we'd measure in metric. Meters? I was like, feet. That's not metric. Um, meters, like meters, and like leaders and things like that i'm like this is so bizarre that's a good point because this is supposed to be in the sgc is supposed to be in the u.s so you'd think that they'd be using uh, you know american standard i wonder if they, they got, send the like, canadian offices to deal with this yeah <laughs> they sent the canadians out <laughs> my favorite line from this episode was just um Gus Gus Bonner from Planet Earth and then the music just swelled like that yeah. moment. If I could just cap like put that in the <laughs> capsule, like that's this show to me. It's just mm. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. There's some there's some really interesting musical cues. And by interesting I mean confusing. <laughs> I, I think in one of the upcoming episodes they have like that comedic music. Or, or was it this one? I forgot what it was. He's like he's like, you know, practicing his one man show off Broadway. He's just talking about something, uh-huh. and they're playing like this, like really upbeat music, and then just cuts out of no. It's so weird. Like, I, I think, think this was made by one. an AI. Like this was kind of weird. 
Oh, goodness. I don't know. Like, I mean, Harrison is always on some monologue for one thing. He <laughs> is the most annoying. He is such an idiot. <laughs> I have very little patience for this man. <laughs> like, he's on screen, and I'm like, not again. Yeah. Even though he's one of the main characters. <laughs> did you did you catch the introduction of the new wizard? Uh, so there's Pachai, I think. What was it again? Pachal? That sounds about right. Like the, the, the little hunchback lizard. That They're one. all hunchback yeah. lizards. There's like Halak or something. He's like, you know, I don't know how to describe him. He looks like wiser. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, to Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He looks more like a druid. Yeah, he says this one line. Like he looks at, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it again, but the <laughs> lizard boy. I don't know. The main he guy, I him. think, is Dakil. The keel? Oh, okay. What did I write down? Who's this person I was trying to pronounce? I don't know. It might be a different one. He, he looks at him and says, I'm glad you know which side your Bahar is buttered. And I went back <laughs> and played it three or four times because I'm like, what is he trying to say with this? It's the expression, you know what side your toast is buttered. Bahar. Do, it, That's like their yeah. word. It's like, it's like a... <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound like that. It's a, <laughs> their work <laughs> jesus it's like, ours. <laughs> it's like the thing where like sci-fi will take a very common english expression and change one word it's right. like yeah well uh gloop glorp can't change its spots <laughs> early no. snorf gets the worm or something yeah. yeah like something like that so i don't know what he means by bahar but it's a non-english word there we go <laughs> that's what i meant Landers, that's a really rough word too. While we're on like really weird vocabulary, like they just kept calling them Landers. I'm like, this is Avatar yeah. too. This is great. Yeah, yeah. So the locals are essentially fish people. They've got fins on like their heads and their <laughs> arms, and yeah, they call people. They call the SGC Landers, which, I mean, I guess it's a descriptive word. Certainly but it's funny. but uh it's not said with love nope <laughs> and of course the first girl that harrison sees he flirts with he's <laughs> a hoe <laughs> it's very on par for him <laughs> and so these locals are basically very suspicious because a lot of people come through the stargate looking to take something from them and so that's why they moved the Stargate to the little island instead. But that doesn't stop who I assume is probably the prince from making deals with the Tlacan. So the Tlacan are really everywhere. Yeah. And they have this like this. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say this was the episode with the um, the magic boat summoning wrist thing, which I thought was I was about to rad. say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the bounty hunters has this wristlet that he pushes a button on and then a boat comes to him. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And it can that's be yours too for tech. $39.95, you know? Just go to Toys R Us. That's the kind of tech that would be, like, fun. Yeah. I don't know about the, like, gold-plated armor that Gus Bonner likes to wear, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, they, the, the whole SGC team has this type of armor that they're wearing... 
But I'm guessing that it doesn't weigh very much because when Stacy and Harrison are underwater, they don't act like it's weighing them down at all. So I'm like, this must be some super light material. Styrofoam. <laughs> Same material as statues, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that futuristic material. Um, <laughs> brought it with him yeah. from the SGC to this planet and they used it to build this statue. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very durable, but very thin. In four years, I can't wait to see what this tech is. <laughs> it's already being developed in a lab. <laughs> what I love is when they just kind of throw in just strings of sentences that are a bit too much to handle at once. Like, you know, at one point they go up to, like, I think Harrison is talking, no, someone, I think Bonner was talking to one of the, um, what was the, the fish people? What were their names? What were they called again? I don't remember. The Navi. So he goes up to the Navi. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, your Harrison is swimming the Katandish caves against Sargal. And like, I'm just saying like hats off to the voice actor for getting that out. In, like, <laughs> one go. Like, lewd enough I could like type it down. I was just, I, I had to go back and listen to it two or three times just to really figure out like, oh, this is what they're saying. <laughs> It's like Darmok all over again. It was literally Darmok at Jalad. Like I, I did not know what was going on. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> all for it. <laughs> I really lo- ships were cool. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying I really loved how when Harrison dove into the water, he actually said the word O oh, while underwater. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, cool. so it's a new skill. Well, he was a swimmer in high school or whatever. Oh he learned God. how to talk underwater. He would not shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he like just he was taught himself to talk underwater. Gold medalist, best swimmer on earth. Which, which you know okay. what that means? Somewhere out there right now is a college varsity swimmer by the name <laughs> of R.J. Harrison, right? Who's going to be in the next Olympics? So keep an eye out. I don't know when the next Olympics are. Yeah. Keep your eyes on the skies. He's probably flying right now. <laughs> no, he's swimming right now. Oh, true. <laughs> In the sky. <laughs> by land, by sea, by sky. Yeah. He's just hanging from a string, flailing his arms. <laughs> One day. I'm swimming. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, god. he he does do reasonably well in the swimming challenge. But only because the guy that he was racing against got attacked by a sea monster. <laughs> Which, you know. So. <laughs> lots of tentacles. Is... Oh my god. They didn't seem too bothered though. Like if you looked at the character animations, they were all still smiling. And like, <laughs> like one of them was like, she look. And then like they had this big smile on their face. But it was like, I think they were like collapsed half dead or something. And they just look so cheery. I was like, okay, they don't seem bothered. This is just a Tuesday, you know? Maybe that's their pet or something, you know? Maybe they have a name for it. Oh, that's kind of sweet. (laughs) Yeah. So this this sea monster ends up um, attacking the Tlacan. Well, they use Harrison as bait to get it to attack the Tlacan, which I really loved. Smart choice. That was great. (laughs) Because Bonner was flying around with the jetpack like holding Harrison by one arm and dangling him above the water to get the sea monster to follow him and attack the talk on. I'm like, yes, I love it. 
teamwork is great. Yeah. Teamwork and we get rid of Harrison? Yes, please. <laughs> and then the sea monster goes through the gate with the Tluck on. I'm like, okay, that's that's one way to get rid of the sea monster, I guess. Was it this episode where there was an operational Stargate like in the air? That was this episode, right? Am no. I making that up? No, because it was on the island. Okay. They're everywhere at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like one of the episodes had like a Stargate and it was like on and it was all swirly looking, but it was like suspended. Am I making that up? That might have just been like poor animation. Oh, okay. That was pretty cool, but okay, I guess it was a mistake. No, because they always go they go through with their RVs, so they can't they can't be like a suspended in the air. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. He's going full speed and points directly. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they go through a Stargate that's like in orbit with their RVs? <laughs> oh knowing if it was any other SG team, they would check first. Knowing this team, they would charge through first yeah. and ask questions later. Exactly. <laughs> that's how season two opened, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they had to cancel it. Because <laughs> it just opened with them flying into space and like, well. No, they're scrapping those characters and they'll just introduce new ones. They're like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Built by agents so long ago. It's not the theme song. Oh, Did you say killed by agents? <laughs> I mean, yes. That's the sequel. Built by agents. But yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, the ancients built oh, the Stargate, man. so they put some in orbit in order to they kill some them people, in orbit. you know? <laughs> hey, guys, it'd be kind of funny if we just did that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. The ending did... was great. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I should say, I was kind of thrown off by how the color scheme changed several times throughout this episode because it was like daytime so you know the sky and the water were blue and then it was like sunset so everything was orange so it made the water look like lava but then it was daytime again even though it was the same day so it was blue again and then it was orange again so it kept changing and then i was like is this water or lava you know it was water is lava (laughs) (laughs) I actually read this, so I shared in the link, there's a, an article on this, and it, it's like, posted in 2022, and it just dives into it and sort of discusses it, and they actually mentioned for that episode, um, it was supposed to be a three-parter, and it was supposed to like sort of take place over the course of one day, and they had all the animation for it, so they just said, okay, well, we just need the one episode, so they released it like that. Oh, okay. Oh. I also totally made that up. I'm just having fun here. Uh, <laughs> that's rude. Great. Thanks. Wouldn't that be great, though? I mean, I would listen. Like, I would believe it. <laughs> create some mythos. There we go. Get people interested in the show. Just cut out the bit where he admits that that's a lie. Yeah. Just watch just how the fake news spreads. Get corrected, and then you know, people eyes on the show. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this show is ever going to get rebooted. So. We don't necessarily need people supporting it. It deserves it. Disney Plus original. Just bring it back. They buy the rights to it. Yeah, why not? I'm all for it. (laughs) 
4K Blu-ray re-release. I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> Collectible Gus figurine. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we have some like cool arm blaster weapons. No, I need that merch. Oh, oh, I really like the. They have these like energy shields that you know. It's kind of like you know a Captain American style shield, but it's just made of energy. But they only use them very briefly and not every episode. So I'm like, why don't they use these more often? It didn't sell well with uh, the kids at the toy store. I guess not. So they just said, you know what? Just pull those figures. Pull it. Yep. No more storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm onto the show. I think there's a conspiracy here. We can okay. explore. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Okay, are we ready to move on to the spider episode? Let's do it. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, we so they didn't learn their lesson about coming through at full speed. Um, Stacy comes through really fast and there's a spider web over the Stargate so she gets covered in this web and then everybody else comes through and they're like you idiot why are you covered in web and I'm like what I thought the cold open in this episode like it's generally true but in this episode in particular the cold open was so short yeah it was so random she like barrels through the Stargate, gets uh-huh. covered in web. Everybody else comes to the Stargate. She's like, "Ew, it's sticky!" And then it just cuts to like, "Built yeah. by ages long ago." And I'm like, yeah. "Do we not want to sit with that for a second? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the shortest cold open by far. So, it was yeah. like thirty seconds at most. Yeah. <laughs> So they decide to split up and like some people go to explore and some people are going to set up base camp. And so Stacy and Echo go off together and Stacy gets separated from Echo and she ends up getting strung up by her ankle. And then we discover that there's giant spiders on this planet um, like Shelob or Aragog, depending on which fandom you're into. And... So this giant spider comes up towards Stacy and she shoots her laser weapon at it at stun level and hurts the spider. And oh, then no. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out that the spiders are actually nice and that spider was coming to help get her out of the web that was hanging her up. And they're, everybody is collectively so angry at Stacy for defending herself. She was right really to cute. do what she did. She didn't take so out too. enough of them. They're, they are giant <laughs> they, spiders and they need a giant can of raid. Oh, they, look, they look like they want to give a hug. Like right off the bat, I was like yeah. writing the notes. Like it just looks like it wants to give a hug. And then she no. blasts it. And then like moments Spider. later, they're like, we come in peace. It's like, <laughs> they don't I, care. But, but I think she was totally in the right to defend herself. Like she had no, it she, it wasn't talking to her when it was approaching her. So she had no idea if it was coming in peace or going to attack her, or even that the giant spider could talk in the she first did place. Set it to stun too, that is fair. Yeah, yeah, and it was set to stun. And the entire team and all the spiders are like angry at her for stunning this guy. And it's like, okay, but she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> like, also, I yeah, don't they like... took her to kangaroo court. 
I don't like that they keep calling it an irrational fear of spiders. I'm like, no, spiders are gross. And also, wasn't she the one whose uncle like ended up hospitalized because of a spider bite? Yes. There's nothing irrational about this. Yeah, she has a completely rational fear that is amplified by seeing a spider that is larger than she is. And everybody keeps calling her silly, basically, and like being like, why are you so afraid? And she keeps screaming at them. I'm not afraid, but this is like a rational response and they're not listening to her and i'm like i'm on your side stacy they're being weird and actually i feel like this is totally going against the lesson that we supposedly learned in episode one because in the very first cold open stacy and harrison are in this rv on earth training and they have to make a decision between go like trying to jump this cliff with the broken bridge or go off this other cliff, I guess. I don't know. And the point of the lesson was that sometimes in the heat of the moment, you just have to make a decision and then deal with the consequences. I'm like, that's literally what she did in this episode with the spiders. She was strung up by her ankle and saw a giant spider coming towards her that looked menacing. And so she made a split second decision and then had to deal with the consequences. Like that's so she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I feel like if Harrison had shot the spider, nobody would have told him he was wrong. Right. He would start bragging about his swimming after. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have started bragging. You're 100 percent right. He would have started bragging. They would have been like, "Well, it was necessary." Nobody would have called the spirit irrational. Yeah, they might have roasted him because they do that. But they would have like like the ending of the episode. They'd have like a plastic spider, and he'd like jump back. Ah, and then they're all laughing at him. That'd be how right. it would end. That's a yeah. Harrison episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like how into the show we're getting now. This is great. Deep lore here. <laughs> I think it is canon. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's <laughs> it's just not fair to like if you this is a show teaching children lessons, like you're contradicting the lesson that you've already taught. You know, what are you doing? What's going on here? Speaking <laughs> of like lessons and not learning from it, like at that point, when all the lizards were like shooting through the um, the Stargate, like they were reusing some of that animation, and they were all going like full speed. Like they yeah. don't like. What if they were inside like a, you know, like a building or like you know just a small right. space? Like, what are you doing? If they were going into the SGC in Stargate SG One, they would have <laughs> just hit the, the wall, right? Because <laughs> like the Stargate is here, and then there's maybe like I don't know twenty feet of space. And then a wall. So they would just hit it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Stargate team should use that to their advantage. It's like, okay, next one we're going. And it's like inside this tiny little box. And the whole episode is about, you know, planning ahead. So they build like a little concrete thing around it. They know they're going to come full speed. Just let them. But they don't know <laughs> where they're going next, do they? What are you talking about? The Tluck on? No, the team. Like when they yeah, go. Wherever you are, just build something next. around it. Just there we go. Lesson <laughs> in teamwork and construction safety. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I should write for this show. <laughs> Bring it back. You know, buy the well, rights and just <laughs> I mean, so the Tlacon need to learn the same lesson that the SGC does and that stop going through the Stargate at full speed. <laughs> that should be an episode. <laughs> that should be the lesson. Before you leave. It's like, well <laughs> <laughs> I thought we learned that already on the <laughs> island, but I guess not. They don't learn a damn thing ever. It's kind of the ancients to factor that in, though. Like they they know when <laughs> when to build large spaces. Right. It's really kind of them. 
was I a weird it, episode. Oh, so it, good. Yeah, it was weird. I I thought it was interesting that um, I think like they instruct Harrison at one point to go fly and check something out. I'm like, why don't they also have Draga fly out and go check something? Like she can fly on her own. Why is she like staying with the vehicles? She doesn't need the vehicle. Because they don't trust her. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, no, I think you're right. They don't ever really give her anything to do. Like Gus is always ordering his team around, but never her. Which I mean, I guess is fair because it's not, not like she works for the SGC. But at the same time, she's not really included on the same level as everybody else. She's like, she feels like both a plot device and an afterthought sometimes. Echo as well. These four episodes very much felt mm. like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. Although I like a circle of life explanation <laughs> in the next episode. I thought yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> the food chain thing? Yep. Yeah, that's like the next episode, but... How do you eat a chain? It's <laughs> That was great. <laughs> I laughed. I don't know about you. He does have some weird aphorisms. I feel like, was it this episode? There was like some callback to, oh yeah, yeah. So they're talking about Stacy's fear, and Echo is like, you know, you, you shouldn't be afraid. Blah blah blah. And Stacy's like, what are you afraid of, Echo? And he's like, I'm afraid of anger. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like this is a callback to when we learned that when he was a child, he was bullied, and so it's like. Mm-hmm his fear is like maybe other people being angry and not knowing how to deal with that. Yeah. Like that's like strangely deep. <laughs> or he's afraid of his own anger and what he might do. Right. Yeah. But it was just like a throw it away line. Like they didn't I they reflect like, on that at all. I feel like we are tying it back. Yeah. But I feel like they just thought it sounded deep. Yeah. You know? Like, the only mm-hmm. thing to fear is fear itself. Like, that's what right, they thought yeah. they were going for. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> I thought I'm it was kind of depressing. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel like they knew what they were doing there. It was kind of nice of them. You yeah. both give them a lot back. of credit. Yeah. Secret geniuses, honestly. <laughs> I mean, there's so much going on. Like, I try to give them credit where I can. <laughs> I well, we established already that you're the far more mature one, and I give nobody any credit ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call things masterpiece often, but I think we're getting there with this. I don't know. This show. You I thought like you didn't this like one? this episode. Hmm? I thought you. No, didn't I mean, like just with episode. the show. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, a masterpiece doesn't always have to be good. A, a Odyssey doesn't <laughs> but, have to always be positive or negative. A masterpiece, by definition, has to be good. Well, I mean. If it elicits an emotion, this emotion could have been boredom. <laughs> well, no! I'm looking at your Beautiful notes art. right now. Your notes, Armand, say overall boring episode. Racism. Yeah. But he said boring <laughs> is apparently you know, racism. It's an emo- no, like, boring episode, I can, racism. I can now say that I've seen a TV show from 2002 made for kids where I'm like, it can be beautiful. It can be the dumbest thing ever. And it could be also the most radical thing on this planet. This is rad. <laughs> I the think you're going to say the most credit. racist thing on the planet. <laughs> it could also be it was, that. It could also be It that. was all compressed into this episode. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of slurs going on in this show. That's one thing I yeah. noticed. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, like the racism towards the spiders. <laughs> that was rough. There's yeah. spiders. 
at one point on Earth we have your kind. I'm like, she I think got cut off or something. I'm like, good. Like, don't don't share that. Like, what's wrong with you? Your kind. Like, oh my God. So Stacy does have to kind of sort of go on trial for hurting the spider at the beginning of the episode, but the queen spider is just basically like oh you're young and you're learning it's fine kind of thing yeah so beautiful <laughs> fine i thought it was a beautiful moment i think the queen spider <laughs> would have had a different thought if he had actually died but because it didn't she's like well it's fine it happens yeah he kind of right. woke up at the end <laughs> yeah and like gave tried to give stacy a hug and she's like whoa like i'm not sure i'm ready for that yet <laughs> I could think of a whole other direction, but I won't. <laughs> Don't worry. You said I was one of the good ones, remember? Like, <laughs> oh, God. She would. I don't know. The way she was, I don't know. She was pretty mean to those spiders. Yeah. Like, that should have been the quick lesson. It's like, oh, like, right off the bat. Like, don't let that be the thing that gets driven home, you know? Just be like, hey, like, yeah, they look like the spiders on Earth, but they're not. Oh, okay. And they go about it. That would have been cool. I don't know. <laughs> but again, the show is a masterpiece. It's, you know, it tricks us. It's, it's an amuse-bouche for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> amuse Stargate Infinity. <laughs> a cavalcade of, what was that thing I said? I don't know. A cavalcade of, what did I say again? A cavalcade of what? Errors. A cavalcade of errors. Like, ours and I were talking about something, and I just dropped that, and she just looks at me. She's like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, she just looks <laughs> disgusted. I I would be, too. <laughs> okay. Are we done with the spider planet? I was so done with the spider planet. <laughs> you were done the moment we started talking about it. Like, spiders. I'm like, no. <laughs> I voted to skip it. So on the next planet, it looks so much like the spider planet that I was confused for a minute. I was like, wait, did they leave? Did even, they decide to stay? Even in animation, <laughs> yeah. they are not very good at diversifying their background. Yeah. It had the same like cliffs and everything. It's a forest in Vancouver. <laughs> and then um, so Seattle has... A moment where she like serves up a spiritual lesson, basically about well, I guess kind of more like a um, geological lesson based on her Native American knowledge that in a desert it can flood easily since the ground can't absorb the water very fast. But it was said like I don't know the delivery was not great. I felt like it was very like trying to put her on a pedestal for being Native American, and then, like, Harrison comes up with, like, oh, this is not Arizona. That was, <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm from New Mexico. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, you team. know, yeah. Harrison just being casually racist all the time, everywhere, to everybody. I like the biblical flood that happened after, like, three minutes of waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, <laughs> raining in the distance, and then all of a sudden, like these flood water, like a huge flowing river comes into this cliff canyon that they're in out of nowhere. 
And so obviously, you know, one of the vehicles is in danger of, you know, getting stuck in the water again. Again. <laughs> so uh, they're able to get out of this newly formed river and <laughs> Seattle having her like Native American connection to animals finds this little baby. It's so cute. <laughs> it's a kitten. <laughs> she calls it a kitten. It does not look remotely anything like a cat. It's a little baby. <laughs> It's girl, like, I love it. yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's a little baby, that. like a cross between a squirrel and a kangaroo, and a little bit like one of those things that curl into balls. Armadillo, armadillo, yeah, okay, had yeah. a little I bit of an armadillo that. vibe, like a yeah. soft armadillo. Yeah, yeah. it didn't Jesus. have a shell. Yeah, the soft armadillo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she that, names that it thing from Raya and the Last Dragon. It looked like that. Okay. I don't oh. think that's a real thing, but do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that could roll. Especially because it's yes. this, it's like okay. tiny, tiny in the beginning of the movie, and then it gets huge enough for her to ride yeah. later. Like yeah. this thing. Right. Rhea right. stole from this show. <laughs> it ate the food rations. <laughs> yep. Ate all the food Oops, rations. It ate got all food. <laughs> you know, as you like, do. For that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of like wondering where they're getting their food from all the time because I mean now it seems like they're out of food. So I'm interested to see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like where they end up getting their food from in the future. Because they're out um, of the Russians. At one point the um the squirrel Flotsam. That was the name, right? Right, yeah. Oh like at one point Flotsam gets like hijacked by a bunch of bats. And then, you know, Harrison just runs after her. And, or flies after rather and right before he goes to save uh, Flotsam he drops like a one liner he just looks right at the bat and says a one liner I think he's like oh I guess you're losing your lunch and then flies off and, like, <laughs> who was, was he thinking, talking like, does... to? no exactly I'm like does he think the bats speak English does he think <laughs> <laughs> does he putting in the extra effort like who's the audience in this? I mean the spiders like, speak English so yeah, but do they know they're being filmed? Like, what's the up? spiders like, aren't is... there? But yeah. like, they, the spiders speak English. Therefore, everything speaks English. Oh, yeah, like, these bats could be reasoned with. You could maybe communicate with them instead of just saying like, oh, "You snooze, you lose." And just right. Off, right. <laughs> Jeez. He's just narrating his own one-man show, <laughs> as always. Yeah, I do like how Off much Broadway. they roast Harrison in this episode. That made me very happy. <laughs> as they should like every opportunity they're doing something and they'll stop to be mean to harrison and then they'll go about their business yeah when when gus snapped up and was like maybe you should put that animal outside i thought he like he was gonna like like i thought someone was gonna just say like yeah harrison or like yeah i was really hoping and like that would have been funny because then now he's just the punching bag and that's good like it's i don't know i thought I gave the writers too much credit. It's... Again, you guys give them way too much credit. <laughs> They're hidden geniuses. <laughs> I One oh of my, my comments in my notes is, oh my god, Harrison, please stop. But I don't remember what that's in context. <laughs> I think that was just the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> one of my notes is Harrison is, in fact, an idiot. And I don't know what that was in reference to. <laughs> it's just in general. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just call Harrison homeboy in my lines because I forget or like my notes because I forget his name. Like I just he's that like I don't know slimy. I'm just like oh yeah him like ugh. <laughs> homeboy whatever his name is buddy yep. bot, buddy guy yeah Gus Bonner yeah <laughs> the names in the show I fucking love that. the chain so... of life. Oh, sorry. in this episode after we meet Flotsam and Flotsam gets like really huge inexplicably um, the Tlacan end up tracking them through the gate again and it ended up being a good thing that they made friends with Flotsam and taught Flotsam how to play fetch because that ended up saving their lives so <laughs> the Tlacan like threw a grenade outside their tent and Flotsam brought the grenade back to them. <laughs> the panic Which is, is great. such a beautiful kids show thing. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I can't even complain about that. Like, Yeah, that was great. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, definitely the look on that, that Slakon's face when he brought the grenade back was pretty great. <laughs> Somebody drew that. That's why, like, whenever I yeah. see, like, those frames of just nonsense i'm like wow somebody actually put pen to paper and drew that yeah, that's off for sure. <laughs> but yeah i guess like i keep getting like frustrated because it seems like they end up evading or tying the clock on up or something in every episode and but they never killed them and i'm like <laughs> i know that we're supposed to be the good guys and like not killing people for no reason but like these people have tracked you through like seven planets now. So maybe you should just kill them and they'll <laughs> stop following you. I like that. Maybe they should maybe they should just kill them. Are they the antagonist right through the end of the show? I don't know. I assume so. I haven't seen any more of the episodes, so I don't know. Okay. But I would assume that, that they are for the whole show. I think they explored further in the manga, but But Armand, stop I'm making just... things up. <laughs> That's not a thing. It I should do not be. believe you. It should oh, be. Armand's just quietly drawing his own manga. <laughs> to continue the show. Listen to the theme song on loop. That's <laughs> all you need. The theme song it. is growing on me, by the way. There right? I didn't like it the first time. Like, is that that I disliked the first time? I was just like, whatever, it didn't make an impact, but. It's very cheesy. Uh, yeah, but like, that's the charm. That's part of yeah. the charm. It's growing on me. Do you, you sing along with it now? Uh, I don't know all the words yet, but I sing You'll along get with there. it. I know. You'll get there. By, by the finale, I'll have it memorized. <laughs> I have it in my current gym playlist. I just <laughs> It's just that 15 <laughs> times over. And I do shout along to it. So, I mean. The most popular guy at the gym. <laughs> Hit the false I mean, yeah. literally anytime I think about this show... It starts playing in my head, so it's effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. They knew what they were doing. Like, hats yeah. off. Honestly. Yeah. One thing I don't understand, though, is when they set up base camp, they have these tents, and I can't figure out what the tents are made out of, because they Optical look like... Sticks. Yeah, well, they look like metal... But then, like, at one point, they shoot a hole into one that makes it look like it's canvas. It's made of the same thing their armor is made of. 
I think so. The statues, yeah. The universal <laughs> Made of material. Vibranium. Because <laughs> they fall apart really easily. Yeah, Flotsam took one out just by like yeah. one leap. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't seem too concerned. It's like that's all your personal belongings too. Right? You know, like it's your it's your boxes, everything you need. And they're just like, oh no, flotsam. Yeah. That's but apparently that's oh, good. No, you go ahead. And I was just gonna say it's kinda weird when Seattle just started putting flotsam safety over the safety of her crewmates. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Flotsam in this one episode has proven more useful than Harrison in the last eight. <laughs> so I can't say that I blame her. Yeah. I'd see Flotsam on a jetpack like over Harrison. I'd watch that show. Flotsam would not go careening through the Stargate at 90 miles an hour and hit the water <laughs> the way Harrison did. So. He would probably roll through it, like just tumble Aww. through it. <laughs> like after chasing a butterfly or something. Little baby. It also made me think, like, it ate their rations and in one day just grew to that size. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. in their rations? <laughs> like what did it do like did they just damage it's like it's kind of scary to think about I don't it's know. a kind of growth hormone yeah oh my gosh <laughs> futuristic <laughs> growth hormone <laughs> maybe there was like a growth hormone that they could use to treat one ration to make it multiple rations interesting I like that idea yeah like you, you have like a like cut a little square of it it's like dehydrated or something yeah you know, like do something like, it becomes a meal like in the force awakens when ray yeah. has that little ration pack and just pours water on it and it becomes bread yeah basically like that but instead of water they have some kind of growth hormone that like expands their rations i mean and it's kind of interesting expands that... the animal yeah <laughs> they're exploring how like their technology doesn't really interact with other life forms which is kind of cool like with the spider it didn't stun it it almost killed it yeah with you know flotsam the rations just caused you know rapid massive growth. growth yeah you never know like that that's kind of cool i don't see a lot of yeah. sci-fi exploring that like, yeah again hats off like, genius i wish they had taken it a step further because harrison is like eating all of these local fruits without mm-hmm. like testing them first so it'd be really funny if he got sick from that that would be very funny. I think that should happen. Yeah. Like a bug snacks kind of thing. Like his arm turns into like one of the fruits and it's just. Oh, no. Okay. That's, what that's first. <laughs> Cursed. Oh, goodness. I mean, there's like, how many, how many more episodes of this are there? Too many. Um, are there, I think there's like 24 total. 26, 20... no? 26. 26 total. Amazing. So we have 18 we never episodes know where it goes left. In 18 episodes, episodes left. 18. I don't have it in me. <laughs> where, okay, predictions for next episode. They're going the to go through the Stargate at 6 miles an hour. Harrison's um, going to say something quippy. And racist. Echo's and... going to say something wise. Gus Gus Bonner is going to have some kind of lesson that he needs to teach them. Stacy's going to kill something. <laughs> <laughs> or just be mean to Harrison. Really aggressive. <laughs> Sometimes Stacy is just mean to Harrison, and that's fine too. Yeah. Harrison's going to say something racist. Um, Seattle is going to have some kind of mind connection 
with an animal. Drago's gonna levitate something. <laughs> yeah. And, and make really weird disappear. noises. <laughs> <laughs> she makes the weirdest noises. sounds whenever she's using her telekinetic powers. <laughs> the lizards are gonna rip through at like 90 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Slakon always find them. They've really gotta figure out a way to get the Slakon to stop tracking them. Someone inside the party is going to be a double agent. Mm, That would be a fun twist. I I mean, it seems like they're using technology to do it. They have some kind of device that can, like, look at the GHD and figure out what they're going to next. But, like, this is just, like, never ending. They have to find a way to stop the cycle. They should just give up. That's what the episode (laughs) is. Settle down somewhere. And well, they can't settle down because the Tlacon will keep following them. Just kill them. You you said it already. <laughs> yes. you have to yeah, they rip through fast. Them. Just make a small corridor there. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I mean, if they bounce around long enough, they'll find somebody who knows SG-1 and they can get the address to go home. Well, I mean, it's not that they don't know the address to go home. It's that, that they're locked out of the the iris. Another iris, then. Because we know there's two. Two? What about the one in the Arctic? Did they break that? Oh, you're talking about going through another Stargate? Mm. Well, they haven't shown that in this series, so I'm... But canonically, it exists. And if (laughs) Sam and Jack could snuggle in front of that iris, y'all thought I was going to get out of here without talking about Sam and Jack. Um, If Sam (laughs) and Jack could snuggle in front of that iris, they can go home to that iris. Not iris. Whatever. Stargate. Stargate. It's an iris. No, the iris is the covering. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> Stargate. It's. I've had a long day and I had to work overtime today. <laughs> okay. My only exposure to Stargate is the movie and the show, and I just i I think it's going to be like that weird effect where you know you watch the parody before you watch the actual right. yeah. movie. <laughs> and. I feel like that's going to happen if I get into like SG one and I just start watching it. I'll be like, "Wow, like this <laughs> so is one thing you need to know. You know." One thing you need to know about SG one is episode three is the best one. Oh no! Don't <laughs> listen to her. Don't it's listen. Unbelievably racist. <laughs> it's the super racist. It's episode. like known to be the worst episode <laughs> of the series. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and actually, similarly to Infinity, so they don't go through the Stargate at 60 miles an hour necessarily, but they tumble through the Stargate every single time they go through for, like, the first five episodes. Like a pratfall? Like, they kind of just like, they're just like, like, oof! And they all, like, like fall, kind of like being launched. Yeah, like, <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> then, eventually, they start just walking through it. Yeah, because they get. I think the actors probably got tired of like throwing themselves through. Well, I mean, maybe in Stargate class they were taught that a better method would be to just rip through as fast as you can, <laughs> so you don't stumble. You just keep rocking that momentum. You're just going, you know. <laughs> I guess so. It has to be. It has to be. The only thing I can think is that, all, like the kids on this team have never actually gone to another planet before so maybe they, like they just don't know best practice 
but Gus does. So why is he not telling them like stop going through his files? Well, I mean, look at who Gus's hero is. Like, right? Kind of gives <laughs> the you dictator. The... Right? That's a terrible take. He's not that bad, guys. <laughs> it's just a little misguided. It's fine. So he has one statue, okay? Like. <laughs> So he got but these it, people to build a fortress for him. Doesn't mean he's bad. Yeah, look, they love it. They're they're worshiping the ground he walks on. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, what a what a what a world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that the spider episode kind of passed the Bechdel test because Stacy talks to the Spider Queen. About her fear. Right. So that might count. Oh, I feel like we probably get several instances of like Stacy in Seattle talking. I was going to say, I definitely remember at least one conversation between the two of them. Yeah. So just by default of having two women on the team, well, three women if you count Draga, but she doesn't Which really Which we should, even if they don't. Yeah, they don't really talk to her that much. She's not usually a part of the conversation. Which is rude and racist. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's kind of sort of better women representation, even if like Seattle mostly has a lot of like stereotypes around her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And also then rude and racist. Yeah. And then just in general, yeah, I, I was thinking trying to think about this from like maybe like a Star Wars perspective, but it seems like they're really racist against non-humanoid aliens so in star wars generally speaking the empire is very uh xenophobic in that right yeah it got made like i don't know about legends because i haven't read it but in the new canon the empire does not hire non-humans right at all so except for thrawn but that was like a that's a big deal in that he was hired at all right but that's like a bad guy thing yeah and then in terms of, like, the stories we see on screen, it's just, like, how much money did they have in the budget, really? So, um, yeah, you can be racist against a non-humanoid alien. And it's a really bad look that our heroes do that every week. Yeah. Yeah. So because this show is animated, we get more non-humanoid aliens because it's just as easy to draw them as it is to draw humans, which is cool. But the fact that they're pretty racist against them is not great. <laughs> I agree. I do like how many aliens we have, like non-human yeah. aliens. Yeah. But they're one indistinguishable yeah. and two being treated really poorly. Right. I was gonna say for like each episode, like you have this I think each one has a unique creature design, which is yeah you know, hats off to them and it's yeah, you know, yeah. diverse enough. Pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are still that standard humanoid, same human size, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the well the Tlacon are not humanoid. I mean they could speak English, but yeah. they're not particularly human. I mean they have arms and legs, but they're not like other than that, they're not particularly humanoid. They couldn't pass for human. No, definitely not. I, I mean the show gets strangely deep sometimes. I remember one of the first things that stood out in the first episode was like it cuts to Harrison, it cuts to the uh I'm not gonna say the name lizard guy, whatever main one is. Doc it cuts Heel? them, and then like it, it does this thing where like it, the camera folds, and it's just like oh, 
half of one face, half of the other. I'm like, oh, are they going to explore this? This is kind of a cool concept. <laughs> like, nope. It, was that just a cool shot? Or like, or yeah. Like, oh, you know, like they have a motive and they have a motive too. So it's like, you know, there's no good or bad. And it's like this gray area. I'm like, oh, interesting. Never paid off. No. They're just the bad guys ripping through. No. Their scene cuts are weird. They're just weird like that. They don't have. <laughs> I think that make a lot of sense. Cool transitions, and I think that just applies <laughs> across the whole show. I I was getting like confused with the transitions because they often will show have like a spinning shot of a Stargate dialing two symbols, and then that's it. So I'm like, why? It, it makes like why are you going back to a Stargate that looking like it's being activated? But oh no, that's just a scene transition. That's not actually part of the plot. Just to remind you what show you're watching. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So do y'all have any final thoughts you haven't discussed already? I'm not going to make it 18 more episodes. <laughs> well, you have to. Fine. <laughs> I have a confession I guess I can make. Okay. Is this your favorite show ever? I'm going to wait to answer that another for another day. For another day. Okay. But the method I watch this, I, I use, you know, the way I watch it, I actually watch it at like either one and a half or two times speed sometimes okay why i need to just if i just need to know what's going on because what's really nice about this show is you could condense the entire thing down in half and it still makes sense you still get all the same funny lines you get the same random moans yeah you you get the (laughs) rad music like you know twice the speed but i just want to say like that sounds so frantic I challenge both of you and I challenge anyone else to show me a piece of medium, a story, a play, a show that you could do in twice the speed and it still conveys the same message. I challenge Mm. you because guaranteed you're not going to find one. Arguably there is no message and that's why it holds up at two times speed. Does it count? They have have messages at the end though. (laughs) (laughs) Does it count if I listen to audiobooks on 1.5 speed? Yes. Because I do. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> there we go. It works. It works. <laughs> were, it it kind of depends on the books. Built by it. ancients so long ago. <laughs> Basically. Do they have Harrison in it? <laughs> no, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I did. I did notice in your notes, Armand, that you wrote down the same phrase that I did. So Seattle is like in the tent at one point and she's supposed to be keeping watch and she's like starting to fall asleep. And she's like, I could use Harrison's big mouth to keep me awake. (laughs) Whoa, how did I miss that line? (laughs) I was like, okay. Twice speed, I had to pause, go back and play in regular speed because I'm like, no way. I didn't (laughs) just say that. Same thing with the one where, like, not bad for a guy with only two hands. Like, (laughs) show is so horny. Open and close, sunrise, sunset. (laughs) This show is a masterpiece. so horny and i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god at least it makes it slightly more interesting i know but like why is it all revolving around harrison (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true because you want to talk about echo's big mouth sure but harrison (laughs) (laughs) echo's mouth is kind of square 
But efficient. <laughs> but efficient? Why is it efficient? I don't know. <laughs> for whatever you need it for. <laughs> I don't know what that oh, means. Look. I don't know. Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying what I think that means in front of my brother. <laughs> okay, you can tell me afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about Harrison's mouth. Echo's mouth. <laughs> Either one. Either one. Keeping us <laughs> awake. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Any last comments? No. No? All no. good? <laughs> I am excited for the next episode. Like, I am swimming in anticipation. This, this is going to be the greatest show. An underwater race in anticipation. <laughs> Proving them that I'm better than them. <laughs> Because I'm Harrison. <laughs> Arzu, are we going to have to bribe you to keep going? No, I'll keep going. You have to. <laughs> Reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for Echo. <laughs> Do it for uh, Flotsam. Do it for Flotsam. Oh! Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll just send you a picture of Flotsam and Echo to keep you going. There we go. I do it oh. for them. Yeah. <laughs> Send pictures of like Echo with like the human clothing and like the other episodes with the little baseball caps. Be sure. One where he's at his own birthday where no one showed up. No, we're not bringing that up again. Undo, undo. What is this show for? Like, it's the imagery, just like these little weird shots where I'm like, oh, that wasn't a kid's show. That's weird. Like, yeah. I love it. Ah, oh, greatest show. <laughs> well, there's got to be stuff in there. Show. There's got to be stuff in there for the adults, like Seattle's line about Harrison. You know, there's got to be little throwaway lines like that. Keep the adults interested. <laughs> At twice the speed when they watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably better that way. It's over faster. <laughs> All right, that is it for today. Next week, we'll be back with SG-1 to discuss Season 2, Episodes 13 and 14, Spirits and Touchstone. If you want to talk to us about Stargate, you can find us on our podcast Twitter and Tumblr page at Wormhole Waffles, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Chelsea Fairless. Armand, do you have anything you would like to share or promote? Uh, you can find me on armandamine.com. I consolidated it all into one address. It's just my first and last name. Nice. If you need to contact me, whatever it is, read through. You'll find out how. Cool. Arzu, how about you? I am on Twitter at Arzu Amin. I'm at Arzu D2 everywhere else. So Instagram, Tumblr, Hive, all of that stuff. As a network, we are on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are the Geeky Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Tumblr. And we are at thegeekywaffle.com. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you on the other side of the event horizon.